You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, this is Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey. It's the week one wrap-up show with your host, Brian Manning and John Schneider. We wanted to have better news to talk about today. I guarantee you that uh, neither one of us is really thrilled, but we really need to talk about all this. So, uh, Brian, how you doing today? I'm good, John. How about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think it was like a five, a five Tylenol night last night. You know, it's, uh, if you would ask me a week ago, AJ Dillon ran for 81 yards, 3.5 yards per carry in one score, I would say we did our job and got the win, but yeah, it, 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 uh, a, actually it didn't do too bad a job. It, the defense didn't do too bad a job of stopping AJ Dillon over the breadth of the game. I'll that I wasn't really disappointed with that. No, I was actually, when I first watched the game, I kind of went back and watched some of it later. And I was pleasantly surprised by the defensive line, actually. I thought that at first I thought they got pushed around more than, than when I realized I went back and watched it. They actually did a pretty good job considering the those freshmen like Pollard and Kendricks played such big roles. They did a good job yesterday. I, I, I don't fault those kids. They're only going to get better. There's one thing that we, everybody was saying the exact same thing. I was at PK's for the first half. They were all in their little groups, but you could all hear them saying the same thing. The, the, our defensive line was really getting pushed around yesterday, at least in the first half. Remember, it took me a while because I had to go back home, and then I didn't see the rest of the game. I had to listen to it on the air. You know, I had to listen to Mike and, 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 and Lays talk it down. But I know what I saw in the first half, and I saw the defensive line struggling a bit, and they were getting shoved around a lot more than they wanted to be. They did get pushed around early. And I think as we've become accustomed to with Bud Foster, he adjusts so well, they adjusted so well, and it got better throughout the game, and they were not an issue. Um, the defense as a whole – you get past the, you get into the third and fourth quarter until that final drive, which I'm sure we'll talk about before we wrap this thing up. But the defense did a pretty good job in the second half, and they were not at fault for this game. There, there was too many big plays there in the first half, but I, I can't fault some of those young guys on defense. I think they they acquitted themselves quite nicely. Well, I was where I was a little disappointed. It it was the was the passing game, and and okay, not that. 
not that they were pulling off the passing game. The passes weren't bad. They were sort of duck-like in a lot of – I thought a couple of them were going to quack. But their quarterback, I can't remember his name is. I don't have the chart up. Anthony Brown. But, yeah, Anthony Brown. He seemed to be at least reasonably in control of what he was doing, and they had changed the game plan. They had changed some stuff up. They they, they sort of messed you – know, you know how Foster's had a kind of an issue – seeing things and adjusting to it right out of the gate. It takes him a little while to get things glued together. Well, I think they took advantage of that feeling, that understanding, that knowledge, and they turned around and they went past, they, they, not heavy, but they spent time developing pass plays and hurting us in the air. I was shocked at that how they were killing us downfield early in the game especially Zay Flowers. I mean, that's a true freshman who, who we heard a little bit of smoke about him last week. They were excited about him, and he showed us. And, and I was just concerned about our secondary there. We got veteran corners getting getting behind these guys, and, and they adjusted okay, but it is a concern moving forward. There is uh, – let's, let's take a look at this because we, we really want to – I really want to concentrate on, on – right now what we saw off of the defense give me some of the some of the highlights of of at least some of the like we had Hollyfield and he he seemed to be all over the place but he wasn't really blitzing they didn't seem to be throwing a lot of guys through the gaps yes in the first half at all so how many tackles did he end up with I need to check that but I know I agree he was flying all over the place I do know also that I saw a little bit of Alan Tisdale get some get some time yesterday, and that's encouraging. A six three, two hundred and twenty pound redshirt freshman, he can fly. He's 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 could help this defense, but against the run in the pass, I'll check that on Dax. But I noticed Dax was very very active yesterday. Yeah, um, I was kind of a little stunned by Ashby, to put it bluntly. Uh Stunned as in he didn't play to your expectations? or Yeah, he seemed to be – I don't know if it was draggy or out of sorts or not – he just – he seemed to be behind things every once in a while. Now, maybe it was because he's Mike and he's supposed to support the run, but he seemed to be getting blocked. He, he seemed to get stopped. Getting off of blocks seemed to be hard for him. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I, I need to go back and look at that last play of the game. Well, it, it wasn't the last play of the game, but it was essentially oh, for, for Virginia Tech the last play of the game. I yeah. need to look back when they were facing that third nine and see who, who was actually at fault. The Hokies had a chance to get the ball back with uh, two minutes left, no timeouts. But, you know, two minutes in college football with no timeouts is an eternity. I don't know if it was uh, Ashby or Reggie Floyd. I'm thinking it was one of those two from what I could see before the snap. It was one of those two, but I don't know that until I go back and watch it. Yeah, we sort of lost you on that one. You, you were saying that two minutes is a it is a, an eternity in college football. Yeah, that's true in any football game, but, but uh, especially two minutes in the middle of a quarter or coming up on the end of the quarter for a college football game. Yeah, is a, is a whole lot of time. It, it absolutely is, and and if the Hokies had gotten the ball back, the way they moved the ball, I mean, that is if the quarterback didn't give it to the other team, two minutes would have been plenty of time to get down there and score and tie it up and, and send it into overtime. But 
back to Dax, you were, we were talking about how active he was. Surprisingly, he, he only had four tackles. He had one quarterback hit, but Tisdale, who, who played in relief of him, got five tackles. I won't say played in relief of him, but actually split time with him. And we know Bud doesn't always like to rotate linebackers, but Tisdale played quite a bit yesterday, and I was impressed by him. He actually was one of the guys that stood out. And I don't say that to, to uh, discount Dax because I thought Dax played well. The truth is about Dax yesterday, it wasn't, like I said, he was all, I saw him all over the place in the first half. I, like I said, I couldn't see him specifically tackle anybody. Sometimes being an outside linebacker, tackling is kind of part of the job, but it isn't the whole job. It's keeping contained, keeping the, keeping the play within a certain boundary so somebody else could pick it up. But we got to, at some point, somebody's got to look at the Ashby film and find out what was wrong with Richard. Because I, I don't know, I, especially by the end of the game, he seemed to be out of gas. He finished yesterday with uh, thirteen with thirteen tackles, three and a half for loss, one sack, and one pass breakup. But but we do know sometimes tackle stats can be a little bit deceiving. They don't tell. They don't always tell the whole story. Yeah, they don't tell you that when the tackle happened or when the tackles happened. And, and like I said, at the end of the game, and we both noted that at the end of the game, that critical run, he seemed to just stop, which, you know, he's he's our lead tackler. He's the lead guy. He's the he's the person who 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 really who pushes all the buttons. We're going to have to see how this defense shapes out because there's a hey, it's still young and it's still going to have to work. And and we're still going to see. It's the deep, you know. It's kind of the defense right now, as far as what our basic observations are. Let's pick it up uh, after the break and take a look at what we know is the heartbreak of the game yesterday, and that's the offense. And we're back. This is John at Talking Turkey, and we're here with Brian to talk about the second part of this, and that's the offense. The tale of two completely different uh, pieces of, of of information. There were some bright spots in the offense this this time around. Don't let the dark realities set in just yet. Let's talk about the good things first before we go launching into some of the other stuff. So, hey Brian, tell us about some of the some of the uh, the better things we saw. Uh, I can, I'll start with the uh, wide receiving core and the tight ends. Um, that's an easy place to start for me. Uh, Dalton Keene dropped one early, and I was like, I was shocked because I never see him drop one. But James Mitchell caught a touchdown, was involved in another catch. You just see that potential right there with James Mitchell. He's pretty amazing. Robinson's a true freshman in that in that big of a spot. First game came out. Caught six passes for 72 yards and a touchdown. Was amazing in his debut. He's going to be a special player. Caleb Smith, redshirt freshman. Walk-on, actually. Won't be a walk-on for long, I don't think. Uh, caught four passes, 62 yards, and a score. He was playing for Damon Hazelton, who, according to Fuente, Hazelton he, – he was saying that Hazelton wasn't playing because of an injury, but it sounds more of an issue, a discipline type of an issue, where – Hazelton was ready to practice this summer and didn't practice after being medically cleared. Like he was a little bit frustrated with them. We could have used Hazelton yesterday, but but I'm not sure on that one. But Smith stepped up for him and did well. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what the what the what the issue is with Hazelton. Um, 
in a he's really tight with Willis, and I'm wondering if that sort of affected some of the. I mean, not that Willis isn't good with Turner, but uh, and 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 Grimsley, he seems to get along with them on the field just fine. Uh, but Hazelton and Willis are really close, and I'm wondering if that might have been one of the distractions that that's going to hit for the next thing because hey, there are lots of things we're going to talk about right now in in the last five minutes of what we're on for, and the first thing is that Willis just seemed to completely fall apart. I mean, he was throwing the ball, God only knows where. It wasn't it I don't even think it was Willis. I don't think Willis knew he was letting letting the ball go. All all interceptions are bad. His interceptions were terrible yesterday. I mean, he he was picked off twice in the end zone. I mean, you, you think that's a that's six points for sure right there. I mean, possibly 14, but I mean, that's six points taken off automatically. I mean, these are these are difference making turnovers where he didn't wasn't scanning the field well. I'm not sure that I'm not always sure that's his strength anyway. I think he's a see throw guy to the the first option a lot of times. He did the, on the touchdown to Smith though. He did a good job of scanning the field. But as far as Willis yesterday, I mean he, he was brilliant and terrible all at the same time. He made some big time throws and yeah, some, that, and that was some of, and not just one run. You know the one first down run. He made several very critical uh, runs, whether they were designed or they were scrambles, that pulled us out of the fire on a couple of those drives. So every time he does something that you want to pull out your hair, he does something to redeem himself. It, it's like it's like riding a teeter totter, you know, up down, up down, up down. At some point, he's got to find some balance. Absolutely, you've got to figure out some something something to help this kid balance out. I think part of the problem is it's an all or nothing proposition with this offense. I I think he's an all or nothing. You you mentioned on the 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 pod the other day the pre uh, he was a gunslinger uh, that you're talking about a gunslinging mentality here. It's all or nothing with him, and I don't know you're going to win. You're you're not talking about Brett Favre here. This. You're not going to win a lot of games with that mentality with this guy. He needs to be reined in a bit. Yeah, he's got somehow or another. They've got to figure out. Like I said, problem number one is Cornelson's in the booth. He needs to be down on the sideline talking with his quarterback. This is it's it's offense one hundred and one. If you got a guy up in the booth calling the plays and running the offense and everything, he's not with the kids. He's not talking to the players, he's not engaged. And that's the last thing I'm going to talk about on this other than the fact that our running game is still poo, to put it bluntly. It's just not good. Our, our running game, it, our, our this offense is not designed for a running game, and that's what frustrates me about the last topic I'm going to cover here. Cornelson can't call a toad ugly. I said it in Twitter yesterday, and I'm saying it again here. That he, his offense does not make sense. He's not establishing anything. He's not he, he's not calling the plays that his offense is capable of executing. Eight, I call in the first half. I counted eight tanked plays into the line of scrimmage, dive plays. These slow developing because they're from the shotgun read option dive plays 
into a pile of humanity, and they went nowhere. One yard, two yards, it's just terrible. In my opinion, that. that's on. That's a lot of that's on the head coach. He he considers this his offense. So I think, to me, some of these these head scratching plays they run. The so it's like every handoff, like you just said, is like running to the back of your guard and center, and there's no creativity. Running backs are is a position where a guy needs touches. You can't give a guy ten catch, ten carries, eleven carries a game, and give two, three guys ten, eleven carries. They're ne- it's never going to work. You need creativity. You need a guy. I get with rolling with a hot hand, but you you don't allow anyone to get a hot hand. You give two carries, you get five yards. The next guy comes in on the next series, two carries, five yards. No one's ever getting into a rhythm, and you need that at the running back position. There's a reason the running game is never good. I don't know about the blocking yesterday. I didn't pay enough attention. I need to go back and pay more attention to the blocking, but I think Kishon King's got big-time potential. I think he needs to play more. I'd be interested in seeing him – Get the get the rock twenty times a game, just one game. Let's see what he can do. I'm not knocking McLeese or Holston. King's the guy you got to go with. I think we have a serious problem with not just the play calling, not just the running game, but the consistency of what's called when and how it's executed. The shotgun thing. They really got to solve this, you know. And I said this isn't just tech. This is a lot of other offenses out there. This shotgun read option offense is ultimately not working unless you have the absolute perfect personnel. So in, in your opinion, as far as yesterday's game, in a nutshell, one, you know, one sentence, why did they lose in your opinion yesterday? Oh, well, amongst the other things, we lost yesterday because of serious mistakes by the offense. Yeah, for me, turnovers. I mean, Willis, turnovers. There's no other way around it. They win the game if he doesn't have the game he yeah. had yesterday. Yeah, that's uh, true. On, not to pile on, but that's just, that's just how it is. All right. Well, that's it for this particular show. Uh, we want to hear you from you guys. We want you to start commenting. There's plenty of comments. They're open at the bottom of the page. Um, please tell us. Give us suggestions. We've had a couple of good suggestions so far. Um, the next week we'll have uh, a, a written um, summary of our predictions to go along with the podcast. Uh, that was kind of we thought we were being cute, and I guess we weren't cute enough. But uh, we we listen to our fans, and we're hoping that uh, you keep sticking with us as we get better at this. Absolutely. I mean, we want want the – I know after every game, the Facebook threads are are wild, and that's how we want it to be. You you want to vent with us. We're fans too. Vent with us. I mean, there's nothing wrong that you say. Just don't use profanity or threaten anyone. Everything – we love you to come on and and vent and say what needs to happen because we all feel the same way. Yeah, you know, like I said, well, you know, I, I'm if you're going to be a firebird, I'm going to challenge you on it. But I'm always going to challenge you as a hokey, knowing that I don't like losing any more than you do. So let's uh, let's cue it back up again, everybody. Let's get our heads back. We'll get back in the game. You know, we know that's what the coaching staff is going to do. ODU. Uh, Brian and I are going to be at the stadium starting around 10 o'clock in the morning on on Saturday because it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. So 
um, our next show is going to be our preview show like we did last week for the ODU game. So everybody keep your spirits up. It's going to be a, a long week. season. Have a great, and remember go one and oh, gone now. Let's go one and oh, go Hokies. <laughs> <laughs>